Welcome to the Black Love Bites podcast with me, Joy Francis. And me, Patsy Isles. Where we unpick Black British love in all its manifestations. And in this podcast, we discuss the experiences, the challenges and the anxieties around modern dating. Welcome, everyone. This is the Black Love Bites podcast, Mark 2. And I'm here with my sister-in-arms, Patsy Isles. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. Well, the feedback from you has been so generous and lovely and supportive. Um, Men and women who have said they enjoyed it Mm. um, and they found it refreshing, which is, you know, we're humbled my hands on my heart now. But one thing is that we, in our keenness to discuss the topic of love, at that time with the first podcast we didn't really introduce ourselves fully we linked ourselves to the project i mean obviously i was thinking i'm beyonce or something you know just say my first name everyone (laughs) knows who i am so uh, i thought it'd be a good idea for us to say a bit about ourselves because the topic today is dating Mm -hmm. and we are going to be looking at this in two parts because it is a huge area particularly for black people and, and especially based on our survey so I'm Joy Francis. I am a creative entrepreneur, a writer, and amateur photographer. I run Words of Colour Productions, a creative communications agency. I've never been married. I have no children. I'm currently single. I'm not really putting that out as an invitation, but hey, you know, if someone else is <laughs> This is single, about dating, <laughs> exactly, so let's, exactly. let's stay on point here. I, I, am, I was not on the market, as they say, for a bit, about a year, focusing on other stuff, but I actually am ready to date now. I'm 53 and look considerably younger and have the emotional uh, age and enthusiasm of someone in their late 20s, <laughs> so I'm getting younger in many ways. Patsy, that's my sort of dating profile. I like it, I like it. Um, Okay, so my name is Patsy Isles and um, I am a freelance writer, editor and uh, and also a media trainer, communications and media. Um, I have been married before, I'm a divorcee, I was married for nine years. I have a daughter who's in her 20s. I think last time I did say that I had just turned 50. You did. Yay! and uh let me think what else dating uh, uh, my 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 um uh, i'm currently in a relationship um and i think was there something else i needed to say well no i don't think i think you're all right with that at the moment okay. because you've passed that dating phase haven't you yes, because I you have. are in a relationship but when we as i said earlier that we're going to be looking at dating in two parts for this time and the next time is going to be on online dating and Patsy will have a lot to say I about that. I will have a lot to say about that and I'm going to not say anything now. I'll leave all of that until our next podcast. But back to the topic, dating. And we're going to look at it quite broadly and culturally as well because um, there is so much that came out of the survey, the richness of it, about the do's and don'ts and more often than not the don'ts of dating and what was set up for men and women at home about the value of dating. And when we tell you some of what you've said to us, it is, has been, and is a minefield. I mean, what we did in terms of definition that we presented to people in the survey is that, you know, uh, it's a period of time when you're meeting potential partners, but aren't necessarily seeing someone exclusively. And obviously when you do meet someone, and you're initially dating until you make up your mind, but usually you date a lot of people to make your mind up about 
the one person. But this is really interesting, this definition of dating, because um, Joy and I talked about this for, for quite a long time. I and mean, we've been talking about dating and love and all of this kind of stuff for years. But the idea of having to define what dating actually mm. was, was quite a difficult thing. Because yeah. what we found was in our community, dating was perceived differently, I think, to the general population. Um, and and I think that's what came out of uh, discussions with some of the focus groups that we spoke to. Oh, yes. Um, and, and how when we were, certainly with me, um, I can honestly say I didn't really date until I reached my 30s. That mm. was my experience. You know, when, when I got together with uh, the father of my child, the man who became my husband, you didn't do that. You just kind of, you, you ask people out, remember? You say, I'm going out with so-and-so. And you'd maybe go out on a date with them and then you would just be with them. Mm. You know, there wasn't this kind of concept of dating. I remember once to someone who was younger than me, but this is about 20 years ago. And, you know, she said she'd met somebody. And I listened, I was, you know, happy for her. She's, you know, lovely, beautiful spirit. And I listened and I started to have a furrowed brow because there was a significant detail that was missing. So I heard that she met him and then all of a sudden I realised he was in her house and she was cooking for him. And I'm like, well, hang on, how did this guy move from you meeting him and him chatting to you and him end up in your house often, you cooking, I haven't heard any wooing, any courting, any him taking you on a date. How on earth did, and I ended up being like her mother. I ended up having this whole conversation <laughs> with her and she didn't even realise that because that, that, that absence for me, that void was also a void in terms of her knowledge base because no one had discussed that in their house around dating. She didn't know how to maneuver that. Mm. But also the owner shouldn't just be on her. He asked her out and then she took over and not once he'd say, you know what, let me take you out. Let's get to know each other. Mm. I mean, they broke up a few months later, hopefully not as a result of my conversation with her, but the, <laughs> you know, who knows? You know, she says, you know, <laughs> but I did, but, and that, absence is quite a common you know factor in some of the conversations i have with women of different age groups it's almost like the relationship it's like the the dating doesn't happen yes it's like the sort of talking about women the men just happen on them yes. you know and yes. then but and you know and and there's no excitement because to me part of the whole point of dating is that element of excitement well, endorphins getting to know each other yes. the unexpected the uncertainty that the anguish sometimes because you're are they going to ring or not you know let's be real about this you know it isn't just about i'm we're too cool for school but yeah yeah we're going to obviously look in that in more detail but that is a worry yeah i think i mean to be fair i do think that our attitudes are changing and have changed true, um, true. and you know and of course that's why we decided that we were going to talk about online dating as a separate issue in itself because it's such a big area and i think it is because of that that our attitudes towards dating have changed mm. um and actually even how we perceive dating mm. you know i mean dating for me was about finding out more about myself mm. you know it was it was a way of but I believe the more people you meet, the more, A, you learn what you don't want, mm. clearly. Mm -hmm. That one comes across very, very clearly. And I'll probably talk about some of my experiences next time. Um, but also what you learn about yourself, mm. you know, what, what your tolerance level is for certain things. You know, so, so I actually think that dating is a really important part of that process. You know, like you said, it's abs it was absent mm. in many of those kinds of situations in the past. And we'll talk about why that was. Um, but without it, it's almost as though you're not giving yourself your best possible chance at finding the right person. Absolutely. And I think that 
but I think coming back to that absence, and obviously, you know, talking very broadly here, and we're going to be more specific in a moment, but for me, you know, Black Britain's dating life is like an enigma. Mm. And, and there's obviously numerous reasons for this. And one of which is that, you know, we're over-researched in areas like mental health and criminality, yeah. but we're under-researched in terms of our lifestyle and our lifestyle choices and things like marriage and relationships. No one seems to be interested in no. finding that out about us and putting that front and center. And also the, the model of dating that's presented to us repeatedly, it's very Western, mm. largely white and increasingly um, interracial. And it's almost like there's a sort of standard that's set by others. And, you know, the optics around that suggests that black men and women don't date yeah. each other. Yeah. Um, and if they do, in terms of uh, visibility, it's usually black men with mixed race women. Um, great. It's a couple of color um, or white women. And but you do not often see and I think less so now black couples in, in any form mm. um, dating each other so again we don't have that foundation to build on um, psychologically or just you know visually but I also want to bring up the fact that in the survey it was interesting before we sort of get um, uh, dig down a bit more 56% and this is up to February 2019 when we checked 56% of those who filled in the survey men and women declared that they were single Mm. which i know patsy you were like excuse me yeah yeah this, yeah and again uh, this is a topic i think that that kind of warrants a really big discussion it's mm. kind of a, almost an episode on its on its own but you know we have to look at that we have to look at what's going on and why is that there are some i mean i know so many uh, i've got so many friends who are fantastic beautiful black women um and they're single you know and and obviously some have come from relationships some you know have kind of they've hit their late 40s or early 50s and they've come out of relationships and that's why they're single um i've got also got friends that though who, who've never kind of you know developed or been in those kinds of long-term relationships and are single and you know when i sort of think about what's going on now you know you do question why is it that we're what is it that's not connecting us mm. you know and and there are lots of issues around you know who we're dating and um um and how we're accessing how we're meeting people mm. those kinds of things um but i think it's 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 it seems so sad you know when when you know so many people who are great people mm. and actually they're not even really dating they're not even kind of getting out there and doing this i think there's a fair factor and i'm going to look at why that is there's a fair factor there's over caution mm. that comes back to what i sort of suggested last time about the fact that love wasn't something that we were free enough emotionally to celebrate because there were so many caveats around it mm. around what to do what not to do always around protecting ourselves i think you know, you can understand where that comes from, but that limited our freedom to explore and experiment. And going back to your point, and I so agree with you when you said about, you know, dating is about you. And you know how I feel mm, about that in yeah. terms of, um, you know, my, my statement and my sort of mantra around this is that we need to get out of our own way. And a lot of the time, and it makes sense, I suppose don't date until you're sure, but, but it's what you're doing in that space because ultimately it's about you knowing who you are so that when you, you choose, when you date, you're dating with purpose rather than just dating aimlessly because you're lonely. I mean, I'm not judging. It's not a judgment call. It's just that if you're dating with purpose, you say, okay, I'm spending quality time with somebody. Time is precious. 
why what am I going to get out of it and also you sort of learn not to personalize things because... but I also think I 100% agree with that I think as well for me dating is kind of a uh, um, it's kind of a process mm. and in and so within that process I think that there are different stages that you go through and I think one of those stages and I think it's a really really important stage for people who have come out of long-term relationships and this is something that I experienced when you've been with someone for a really long time when you meet new people you judge them based on whether or not they can be your next new long-term squeeze okay mm. and that's really not where you need to be when you're dating so you know this idea of dating and about getting out there and meeting people for me that first stage of the dating kind of journey is about just enjoying yourself mm. it is about giving yourself permission to go out meet lots of different people not feel like you've got to tie yourself to any one person you know go out and have fun and enjoy the i you know the the, the kind of um enjoy the process of dating and what that means and and having someone take you out somewhere and and feeling special and you know that to me is a really important part of that process and i kind of think that then once you've done that you then begin to move into the area that you're talking about where it's about purpose it's about knowing why i'm doing this it's about i'm looking for this you know and, and i'm spending time with this person because i recognize that i really you know there's potential here mm. you know i think I, you know my journey is different from yours because i've never been married and i first started dating properly at about 23. Mm. i had my first proper boyfriend at 23 years old um, and I think part of that was strategic because I'd already moved out from home. I'd already finished my degree. I'd even date when I was doing my degree. Mm. I had guys who were interested in me and I had them as friends. And I think I quite liked that they were interested in me. But I think that and I'm going to come to why I was quite in competition with guys. And it's funny because some of the stuff that's come out of the survey, I relate to because I was brought up to be incredibly independent. I was working from 15. I was getting my own money on the side while studying. And I always felt for myself it was I'm you know you to see you know again it's a choice some women to me I felt they were doing too much of the work and it's like yeah he's cute fine you know he dances well great and um and so hold on a second I just I just need to say something about that she's <laughs> <laughs> she said he dances well it's really interesting isn't it how you know there are certain things that are really important to us and actually as people of color we know that's one of the things oh come on <laughs> You know, there's a other, that, yeah, we, we are going to be looking at sex in a couple of, you know, podcasts down. But hey, but about the dancing part, about rhythm and about that person's ability to connect with themselves and confidence. There's different types of confidence, isn't it? It's like lifestyle or image confidence and, and internal confidence. Um, but but I, yeah, so from my point of view, I suppose in a way I did have this unspoken rule about men having to prove themselves to me. And I think for me, because it felt very much that there was an imbalance that, you know, that men were presented as special, but I didn't hear that narrative for black women. And so already that put me on the back foot in terms of what, well, okay, you know, um, I'm, you know, you may like me, great. I, I have to make up my mind that I like you. And I think for me, what I realized though, when I hit my mid early twenties and you know, men approached me, that whole tricky question about choosing because you get asked out great mm. but how do i know you're suitable for me and that whole question about because i want to choose too i don't just want to be chosen i want to choose too and that's when i realized later on after having sort of two you know relationships ish you know one was nine months um and in between i sort of date i learned to date after that um and one was three and a half years but what i 
realize that actually I have no clue about dating. And that's where I'm going to get to answer those questions. And so one way I looked at it is like, oh, these are my practice men leading me to relationship. Perfect. And so I then that enabled me then not to be so prescriptive about who I dated because I it wasn't, you know, I think one other thing that's funny just coming to my head that I noticed with a lot of women when I grew, was growing up who were my friends and otherwise, someone asked them out, what on a date? All that was in their mind, this is going to be a relationship. It w went straight from meeting them to be in a relationship I'm like hell no I need to I need some bits <laughs> in between yes and I think for me that's when I realized that's what dating was about um me actually finding out what do I like what don't I like um mm. what works for me what doesn't work for me uh you know like a lot of millennials now because I hear it they told me straight you know if he when someone told me if the shoes ain't right that's it yeah you know yeah. Oh, phew, not as bad as that it makes me feel a lot better well, I, I just want to pick up on something you said there, and it was about the choosing. Mm. And I think that that's something that um, we really have to be aware of as women. Mm. You know, this idea that just because someone is showing you interest, mm -hmm. um, that it's still it's still your choice. You know, we're, we're actually the people that make the choices. The women are the ones who choose. You might not think that's the case, but the women are the ones who choose, ultimately. And I just don't think that women not all women understand that and that's why the whole um process of dating is a really um uh, it's a really good way to help you understand that you know you get to choose yeah. you you don't like that person you don't like the way that guy dances mm -hmm. well actually he can't dance you choose that he's not for you you mm -hmm. know it's about us taking taking that power mm. and understanding that we have the power yeah you know, and even you important. know again sorry to do a list of like the do's you know the do's and don'ts of dating <laughs> but things like it's coming in my head about it's really and you really learn about yourself though because you know you know things that you thought would irritate you or not work for you something's not the case and i found that for me a big issue is just manners you know if i go on a date with someone and how they treat the waiting staff for example it's not always about putting the chair out for you holding the door open i, I realize got that's got a like huge that. thing for me about you know it's like trying to impress you and yet they're rude to people i'm yeah. like I'm, in my head i'm like oh yeah i'm eating the food i i am certainly not paying for this and i'm not seeing you again but I will sit and I'll, I will still make the most of it. But that's already triggered something saying, if they're not kind to strangers, how on earth is that going to manifest? Yeah. How they talk about their parents and their mother in particular. Mm. Please note how men talk about their parents, their mothers in particular. Mm. It's very telling. And also it's really important about the questions that you ask. Don't go there and just just be free flow. That's why for me is dating with a purpose. You know, you still can enjoy it, but there's certain questions that, that, that things are important to me mm. you know and again i'm gonna start winding down my brain's going to so many scenarios now that I, I i'm thinking about in terms of decisions where i've had to make decisions step away from things because of certain things that i've heard and, and you have to really reflect on despite the fact you may connect with that person long term making that transition from dating to a relationship is this someone who's going to not just fit in your world but how do they value the same things as you do mm. you know um, Patsy, you look like you were going to say something, unless that was my imagination, because you, you grinned, but... 
Ah, uh, no, it was it was it was around the idea of uh, dating, and I actually had a dating experience where I was out on a date with this guy, and we went to this really really plush hotel bar, and um, when the the waiter came up to, to 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 take our order, he was just so rude and arrogant towards this waiter that straight away it just turned me right off, mm. and and it is about listening to those cues, mm. you know, it's kind of like. Um, you know who are you you're no better or or worse than anyone else but but he felt confident enough to treat this man in a really horrible way so i'm gonna um move it on now to some of the really i think really interesting um commentary that's come from the survey around dating there's a lot of it so i've had to really scale it back so firstly um when we date so 54 percent said you know they had they started to date had their first date between 16 to 19 years old and about 14 percent between 19 to 22 year old to, to year, years old and then there's about eight percent older than that mm -hmm. and some of the commentary under that uh, quote here i always just got straight into relationships when i was younger i had my first date in my 30s so I think that's so interesting about the fact that you talk about oh, it's a process and yeah. this person leapfrogged that process because we don't know what that process is. Um, and this one, which is quite a recent addition, um, they said, I'm not sure I have dated. <laughs> I mean, if that's not telling you something and we're going to reveal some of possibly why that is. And someone said, I didn't date. We got together at 14 and stayed together. And then another one in terms of people's attitudes towards dating, 52% were positive, but also there was a lot of ambivalence around it. 38% neither positive, neither positive or negative about dating, 9% was negative. And so, yeah, like I said before, a lot of ambivalence. And, um, but this is what's interesting for me about how people, and I know for you, Patsy, particularly, mm -hmm. um, Patsy's written a book on dating um, and online and women in their 50s, but we could explore that more in the next, um, podcast but this how people meet um sorry how people met their dates overwhelmingly it's through friends 66 percent i mean that's incredibly huge that was number. really surprising to me as a statistic but certainly because you know we're being bombarded aren't we with uh, lots of new dating websites i think at the last count when i was writing the book mm. It was it was it was something like fifteen hundred sites, UK dating websites, with sites for all sorts of things, which I'll talk about next time. But to me, it was really interesting that we have that many online sites, but yet in our community, sixty six percent of us are saying, or certainly sixty six percent of the people who filled in the survey are saying that they they tended to meet people through friends. And then um, there was mixed results about the black uh, online. Um, experience i'm going to tell you the stats for that in a minute so we're, that's why we really want to treat that separately nearly 49 percent. we gave people the 900 who filled it in they had more than one option about you know uh what they felt you know how they met people but um in terms of the uh order 66 percent number one through friends number two 49 percent the bar of the club um <laughs> and then third almost almost only apart from you know up by two percent almost it both in third place is online and work mm. so it's interesting as patsy is saying about online being the way you know completely remodeled the way that we date um and it's now in everyone's mindset and the fact that i think over 50 percent of the population now is online that for black people 
it is primarily through who we know or through socialising. So, again, we'll come back and look a bit more about that. And, and I, actually, I have got friends who have said to me, um, when we've had conversations about dating, that, that actually the idea of meeting someone you know in the flesh is still something that they think is much more attractive mm. than kind of trawling through lots of people on on a website so when you were growing up this is a question how did your parents react to the idea of you having a boyfriend or girlfriend or dating well <laughs> don't even don't even approach the idea 44 <laughs> percent said their parents reacted negatively 31 percent said their parents reacted positively and some of the quotes as we could just do a book just on that Grandmother said, studies and God first, then girlfriends come way down the list. <laughs> Another person said, I never brought it up. I didn't feel ready or interested in anyone. And I just felt I wouldn't be allowed to bring a boy home. So something tells me not being allowed to bring the boy home is why you end up not being interested mm. because you're just already anticipating the opposition, isn't it? Yeah. Um, someone else said there was an unspoken no boyfriend policy, vibe policy at home and I abided by it. You know, you can hear that. And then mum was neutral. Dad jokingly said, just wait until you're 30. Hmm. So if that's not telling you and reinforcing why so many of us dated later in life, I mean, my my mum, my her parents talked about dating, but it was with that hierarchy. Education first. Hmm. And I think part of the issue with that is dating, almost like dating equals sex, equals pregnancy equals mm. bringing shame in the family yeah. or you not fulfilling your fulfilling your potential so dating is so loaded for our parents mm. and so it ends up becoming that very thing for us so you it's almost like a hot potato you want to put down but also it, it kind of illustrates what we were talking about earlier i think you mentioned it earlier joy this idea that we tend we seem to jump from being single into a relationship mm. without this kind of period in between, which is kind of that dating period where you are learning all those things about yourself, learning things about the partner that you want to, to have in your life. Um, and this is part of the reason why you see, because again, there was such a stigma almost attached mm. to that idea of kind of dating and boyfriends and, you know. In terms of the question of, you know, what did you learn from your mother and father? We separated them, I'm putting them together because the response was more or less, uniform in a way the most common response was nothing mm. and it was really saddening and alarming seeing that word coming up often these people don't know each other and all i'd see on the page a few you know experiential statements and then nothing what did you learn about dating nothing 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 and it makes sense mm. if we think about how our parents got together because actually maybe they they weren't given any tools or any advice around dating it, again is we've got to look historically about what dating is in our community and for, whom? and for whom the thing that is shocking not necessarily shocking but really interesting about this uh, statistic is that remember this is across the board yeah there's lots of different age groups that filled in our survey mm -hmm. and still we were getting that same answer yes. again and again and again and again very much so and one woman went i thought this would be good to highlight someone who actually rather than just put nothing she to me she really illustrates what that nothing looks like um when fleshed out and in reality I went on a date once and told my mother. She asked me if I had let him kiss me and freaked out when I said yes. I had to pretend to her that it was my first kiss. It's weird because I'm sure she dated when she was younger. I guess she's trying to, to enforce the values her religious mother um, you know, expressed to her with me. And there's always this, almost this undercurrent, this subtext of protecting our parents. 
isn't it? So you mm. end up being put in a position where you're not telling the truth about dating. And then dating almost, it's almost, like, it's almost like a cautionary tale all the time. So as a result, there's fear around it, there's more anxiety around it. But also I think as well, it's, it's people's perceptions about what dating actually is. Again, Absolutely. it comes back to that same thing, mm. you know, and, and obviously if you're going out, and I've got friends who, when they were dating, they were kind of going out on lots of different dates and there were people that were looking at them in in a, in a way as, as though they shouldn't do that you know it's like you, if you're if you're out there dating you should be dating one person yes. that's not necessarily how i perceive dating you know it's it's not not committing yourself to one person it's the op the, the, the opportunity you give yourself to find the right person but it's funny because you say that and it's interesting because I, I i see myself as quite a sort of liberated person and yet there is that undercurrent of morality mm. that and, and i didn't grow up in a necessarily hugely religious family at all um but there is this thing you know i grew up in that era where that, that terrible term about you know you're slack yeah, you know, yeah and yeah. and this whole idea is you, you know it's very westernized about if you date more than one person it makes sense because you're not having sex with them you haven't committed to them you're not exclusive a lot of the people I know got their head around that much later in life, but there was no way you, that's the thing why some people you ended up just settling because the whole idea that, you know, you could, some of my you know, friends did, they didn't feel any way about it. But um, I think there is that unspoken rule that almost as if you're either flaky, you don't know your own mind or you're loose, mm. which is just ridiculous. And, and it's yeah. funny, I don't hear that in relation to men, but that is very much the case. And it's coming from women to women. Mm. And, um, but the other part is also about us, you know, being over hyper independent and that someone, uh, mentioned something, uh, a woman, and I so related to this when she said, always, I was advised, always take mad money with you so you can take a taxi home if you have to, you know, in terms of going on a date. And I, I, I was saying to, to Patsy and the producer, um, Adrienne, that my mom called it Vexfear. Yes. Um, so if you go out. And that person vex you in any way, shape, or form. You You've can got, leave. You're fair to You've go got home. your escape route exactly. <laughs> I think it was that we didn't understand how to be in a situation with a man and know or or communicate that this didn't mean that I'm leading you on. It doesn't mean that we are in a relationship. Mm. So can you imagine that whole over sense of responsibility, over responsibility going into it? So it stopped it being fun. Yeah, 100%. I mean, even coming back to what you just said there, you know, how people feel. There've been times when I've literally, I'm out and about and you will start conversations with people. Mm. And there is this thing that if you speak to a man, he th that he sometimes potentially thinks that you're interested in him you know even if you're just going to have a conversation about something so you'll always get that yeah and, and my girlfriend mm. and you kind of think i'm not interested in you you know and it's but it's it is it's almost as though you know it's it's always about platonicness doesn't exist yes it's almost like that i find that someone. so strange um but yeah dating i think is is i think it, things are getting better mm. i do think that we are becoming more um, open about dating we are becoming more comfortable mm. about it we're becoming more relaxed with it mm. um, but it is interesting to see where a lot of this has come from and why some of this still exists yes Look, based on what we've you know the responses we've had from you guys you know on, in the survey yeah and also the fact that we're entitled to date mm. you know I think that's the whole thing is it's it is something that is beneficial it's something that doesn't just happen to other people and I think there's some tropes that we just buy into we don't do dating yeah. you know and it's like hello yes we do and we should rather than just 
being sort of perennially single or serial monogamists. Um, so what I wanted to also pick up on is considering, you know, bearing in mind all the richness of everything we just told you, when we asked, what do you wish your parents told you more about in relation to dating and relationships? What's really interesting, the overwhelming response, 60% said they wish their parents told them more about relationships and only 12% felt that they wanted their parents to discuss dating with them. Mm. And I, again, it's just, I find that fascinating because considering how many said they didn't want to tell anything about dating, um, the fact that that's something they either didn't feel confident to do or just did much later in life, especially women with guys, it was very different. But yet that, I think because it showed to show you again, reinforcing that theme about absence, it was so absent that they're not, it's almost like a lack of interest in that, which doesn't surprise me then about the, the online figure. Yeah. That so many being less reliant on online and more reliant on meeting people because they, they seek what we really want is relationship. Yeah. And maybe why so much of us are single don't realize, well, actually to get really solid, healthy relationships, we have to date. Mm. It was like you were saying earlier, I think that we have all of these, um, uh, stories told about us you know we talk about you know we sort of think about Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie and her single story mm. you know this idea that in the press we we have a single story mm. you know and um, but actually we know that that we have rich there's a richness in our community um, there are good people in our community there's lots of love in our community you know and, and so this project was all about that wasn't it it was mm. about how we could we can kind of bring that forward give people a platform to have that say it's like i love a lot of our romance and love goes into other things that's right but not directly into each yeah. other it's it's almost vicariously mm. and um and it'd be good to really be candid and be honest about what that is what is our challenge rather than just say struggle in fully expressing love to each other mm. um without there being so much pain and you know dating without pain um you know wait for the pain to come <laughs> don't <laughs> anticipate the pain you know when the person lets you down or they're not for you or you're just disappointed mm. you know that you know how are we going to learn to manage that whole raft of feelings uh, raft of feelings without taking risks and dating is a risk this is a risk you know and also yes. it requires patience and it requires ability to recover quite quickly yeah. and it requires you not personalizing the decisions whether it's yours or the person and it's about being honest i mean i think that that's a key thing dating is about i i think it is about honesty and it is about um uh, just kind of having fun you know enjoying yourself being open being able to communicate you know and 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 communicate your your kind of um uh your individuality yeah, your, 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 individuality. your self, way of self-expression yes you may swear a lot i'm swearing more as i get older <laughs> and inappropriate places <laughs> now but i actually feel quite liberated by that my parents are still getting their head around it but hey um and also owning where you're shallow i have to own now that's and right. i'm like you know yeah. what i know where i'm shallow i'm not gonna say how i'm shallow that's my business <laughs> um but you know all those things all the aspects of yourself <clears throat> patsy is there anything else you want to say about dating uh, no I, I just just that if you haven't tried get out there and try whether it is that you meet you're meeting people through friends speak to your friends find out you know who if they've got friends meet people um try the online dating we'll talk all about that next time um but just, you know, kind of just be open to it. You know, dating as, uh, you know, it's, it's interesting that it's something that we're kind of still 
still kind of struggling with a little. So just embrace it, you know, get out there and embrace it. Join us next month when we explore online dating and the black experience. But until then, love, love well. well.